Today's podcast is presented by Pago. Pago is the easiest way to, for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Pago. Apply today to become a member of, and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of this application. Hey guys, this is Eric and Jessica Carrier, the host of the Prairie Land Paranormal Podcast. And you're listening to the Monster Legend Podcast. Monster Legend Podcast. In the dark of the night, Oh, welcome to Monster Dream Podcast. I'm your host Tanner. Today we have an awesome guest, Mr. Andy Blyth. Is that right? Blyth. Blyth. Yeah, Andy. Andy Blyth. Yeah. Yeah. So, how are you, man? What's your deal? Yeah, I'm good. You know. Covid's all over the world. It's kind of ruining everything, everything. but you know we're, we're carrying on as best we can. So where are you from? Uh, I'm I'm from the south of England, so uh, that's 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 where I've been born. That's where I've been bred. That's where I've been raised. I haven't really ventured any further than that. You know, I've been on holiday to other countries, but yeah. you know, when you don't like everything, you generally just stay with what you know. Yeah, it's like in South England. Uh, it's pretty fucking miserable. Uh, every now and again, you see a bit of sun, but for the most part, it's rain and wind and frost on your car. We don't get proper snow, so you sort of get shit winters and shit summers. Sounds like winters here. You get those winters where like it gets like muddy as shit and crappy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't you can't go for a walk. You, you lose your shoes. I hate that. You get stuck in mud. <laughs> Oh, some good food in South England. Some good food? Yeah. Uh, oh, classic. Fish and chips, bangers <laughs> and mash. Yeah. Some scones and tea. Rice dinner. Oh, yeah. Ooh, rice dinner is good. Oh, yeah. Have you got carveries in the US? What's that? A carvery. So you go to like a restaurant and they've almost got like a buffet of like uh, roast meats, uh, roast potatoes, vegetable mash. Oh, yeah. Um, everything like that. And you just sort of serve yourself. We have like buffets, like a gone crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally, yeah. Yeah, it's real good. You have like steak, house. you have like places where they'll cook the steak just like you want it. Yeah. So nice. Nice. <laughs> Man, fried fish is so good. I've been like craving fried fish forever yeah you ever been to like Canada no I've never been that side of the Atlantic I'd love to I want to go to New York and, and California everything like that one day but not not got that far yet well, what about you have you ever been to England I want to it'd be so cool 
It's like, yeah. see the big banner thing? That's the... Oh, yeah. Go down. See, like, the... Oh, was that Chaucer place? Down. Jeffrey Chaucer. The what? Oh, the Jeffrey Oh. Chaucer. Um. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Is it the old pulpit from, like, 1343? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, like... what sort of stuff do you normally talk about on here? Like, monsters and, and mythical shit and stuff like that, yeah? Yeah. Is that what you? Is that what you're into? Is it? That's what I decided to do. I got it was like October of last year. I started a show and for like like everybody and their mom was doing a show on ghosts. And so I decided to do one on monsters. Oh, fair enough. You ever got you, you got any first hand experience with monsters? Uh, besides my little brother, no. <laughs> yeah, but at least you've got like good, good like mythical creatures in in the US, like Sasquatch and stuff like that. Yeah, we haven't got anything like that. Yeah, we've got yeah. we've got, shit. got dragons and stuff. We got like leprechauns and whatnot. Well, leprechauns maybe in Ireland, but not yeah. not in England. We've got we've got the Beast of Bodmin Moor, which is probably the most famous one after the Loch Ness monster. It's so. Bodmin Moor. Tell me about that one. The uh, the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Oh, yeah. it's um it's near uh, Cornwall, and um, basically throughout the years, there's it's it's kind of grown into this sort of sort of I don't know, funny conspiracy about having a, a big wild cat. What? It's not. It's just people have got photos in fields of like a it's a big domesticated cat, but it's grown up into the Beast of Bodmin Moor, and everyone sort of pretends they're looking for some big. Fuck off, Panther or something. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, we get those too. Like, uh, like can't like pan like black panthers. You're like you hear like a woman screaming or crying in the woods. It's probably like a panther. No. Like, <laughs> we got no. Literally, our, our wildlife goes no further than foxes. Oh man. Yeah, foxes and badgers. Badgers are quite nasty. Yeah. But you know, it's no fucking panther, so. Yeah, weren't they talking about like bringing back like lions and stuff in England a little bit? Yeah, I think um, they, in the Scottish Highlands they they reintroduced wolves um, about five or six years ago. Yeah. So don't go there unless yeah. you want to be ripped apart by wolves. Seems like like every story is like wolves like murder children. Yeah, I don't know why. Why don't they go for adults? I don't know, too easy, too hard to catch. Yes, babies are. Yeah, easy. I mean, I I certainly wouldn't fancy my chances against a pack of wolves, but but maybe maybe they've just been tackling the wrong people. They go for children, I suppose, but there's no meat on them. You want to go for something a bit bigger. Yeah, makes sense. Get 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 the wolves down the high street, sort of hanging outside McDonald's and Burger King. That's where they're going to get a fucking meal. Yeah, big fucking heifers coming out. How's McDonald's over there? Is it like same everywhere? I think it's probably probably pretty much the same at the moment. We got double double quarter pounders, yeah, and um, they're doing this like double Big Mac as well, where they've got like three burgers in it. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> too much, it, it, too much bun. It, it's it's too it is way too much bun. It, it really is. It's like four bits. It's like a burger inside a burger. Too much bread. I do without that. Yeah, it is. It just fills you up. That's why I love KFC. Get the gravy to wash it down. Mm.
Once they had the like biscuits and KFC, is so good though. Have you got the um, the double down? Yeah, the double down with the yeah. chicken sandwich. That's it. Yeah, that's nice. But they only do it for like a limited time, so it goes away again after a while. Bastards. Yeah. I think they're doing like the Thanksgiving buckets meal or something right now. <laughs> you guys have like um, Burger King there too? Oh yeah, we've got Burger King, but it's pretty much the same as McDonald's. Although I think the, the burgers do taste a bit better, generally speaking. Yeah, they do. A bit more quality. Yeah. Flame grilled instead of just sort of cooked in fat. So whereabouts in the US are you then? Like uh, southeast, southeast Tennessee. Tennessee. All right. What's that like there? It's boring. It's like much meth. That's it. I'll tell you. What's, what's the score? Okay. Can you just explain to me what jaywalking is? It's uh, when you walk. That's not in uh, a walking thing, like a walking area. So it's like if you cross the road and it's not like a, a crossing. Yeah. How is that a law? Because people are dumb and they don't pay attention and they'll complain about stuff. Oh, that's just crazy. I could I could not have that in England. You got it's it's part of our culture. You just cross wherever you want to cross. Yeah. You know you you say so when I went to Italy, it's the same thing. You go to an Italian town, it's Italian city. You you just look left and right. If there's no car, uh, cars coming, you just fucking run. Yeah. But I, just, I can't believe it's an actual... You can get done for it. It's it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. If, it, if people don't... Drivers might hit somebody and say, oh, they were jaywalking. They weren't paying attention to seeing where we're going. But... Or people get hit and say, oh... Oh, so this car hit me. Oh, what are you doing? You weren't paying attention. I was paying... You were stupid and have to get hand fed and everything. Oh, fuck's sake. That's so bad. Just, I'm sorry. If you can't cross the road, then uh, it, it's your own fault if you don't look and you walk and, and get hit by a car. It's not the yeah. car's fault. It's your, it's your fucking fault. Yeah. Fuck them. Survival of the fittest, isn't it? Yeah. Smart. Survival smartest. Can't just yeah. pay attention. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard, is it? You know, with everything else going on in the world, you know, crossing the road. Remember, we're like playing, like being little, and like playing in the damn street. Yeah, yeah. See, we we didn't really ever have that, but that's because we've got shit tons of nonces, yeah, and people who want to diddle kids, so we can't really play out in the street anymore. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, but it would suck more to be um, sucking off an old man. Yeah, it does. That'd be worse. I used to play, uh used to like go down old band school and like skateboard with my friends and like smoke weed and stuff. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We we used to be able to still like we'd still go to the fields and stuff and play football or soccer, obviously. Yeah. Cause that's what we called it. Yeah. I think we I don't know why they call it soccer for. But sorry say again? I don't know why they call like call it soccer. Because because it was in, invented first, so we called it football. Because you kick the ball with your foot. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Of course. Football. Football. Like soccer. Football. Fo- F U T. Football. Football. 
not like not like American football, but real yeah. football. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we call it soccer for. I don't know because because you're from the US, you got to do things differently. Yeah, that's true. Jeez. So did you vote? Uh, no, I was working. What? You didn't vote? Oh my! So, what was the result? What you wanted? Uh, out of the possible results, yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's something at least. Trump's being a baby right now. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, he's gonna stretch it out for as long as he can, isn't he? Yeah, he's just like, bye. This is coming here like January. I think it's um, buying us an hour rated. Like, let's go, sir. Bye. See ya. <laughs> like every so state's what... like, every state saying that um, yeah, it's pretty legit. You lost. Sorry. Did you think there was any like dodgy votes, or do you think it was all pretty legit? Well, there's always like fucking dodgy people being fucking assholes but there's enough dodginess to go around and make it like a whole thing be yeah he lost by a lot yeah yeah the, the, the thing like from the outside looking in so from like english people looking in yeah it's almost like well when trump got in in 2016 everyone was saying it was because of the russians they were saying yeah. it's the fucking russians have, have done everything and they that's just got them in yeah but now People are saying, "Oh no, it can't be dodgy. It's still, um, uh, you know, there's a few dodgy votes, but uh, we've been done. We've been doing it right, and it's it makes you think. Well, if it's dodgy, then surely it can still be dodgy now. Well, they say it was because of Russians, because uh, people were like fucking being pissy about PC culture and stuff, and so they voted for Trump in 2016. Yeah, and then made it Russians for excuse." Okay. So, um, what would you say your job was then? If you said you finished at nine o'clock. Oh, I'm a warehouse receiver. Warehouse receiver was that like for Amazon or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, same thing. How long you've been doing that? Uh, about three years. Okay. What's What's your dream job? What do you want to do when you get? Oh, just like a. Uh criminal scene investigator oh okay see it's all crime scene yeah run boring ass tests all day this is like my dream job oh uh, okay so um you're gonna sort of go to go back to college or or wherever to get whatever you need to be able to do it yeah i need to get my uh, like masters and stuff in have you got any degrees at the moment i have like a bachelor's in forensic science oh okay that's something that makes sense. So it's not it's not completely different, is it? It's a lot of boring like getting in is like a lot of boring ass fucking writing about like the constitution and evidence and crap. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we haven't got a constitution, so <laughs> You got the like Magna Carta, don't you? Yeah, we've got the Magna Carta, which you know, I don't think anybody really knows exactly what was on it because it's so long ago and it's the, the the funny thing is we've sort of grown up from from the Magna Carta and sort of adapted it to to be relevant in today's yeah. society 
Whereas I think you guys, you sort of, you still keep your, um, oh, I forgot what it's called now. What do we just call it? The Bill of Rights. Uh, yeah, your Bill of Rights has sort of stayed the same word for word, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of trouble sometimes. Yeah, it all comes down to interpretation, isn't it? It needs to be changed a bit, I think. Yeah. So, I think, um, they, I think they changed it for like the free speech one because like people were saying like, oh, you can't say fire in like a theater or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing they changed. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> or, how, old, how old are you then? 27. 27. Okay. So, are you, are you, do you have your own place or do you um, live at home or? Uh, I live at home right now. Yeah. Not fair enough. Like thousand dollars live by myself. I think that's like making a month. So like, yeah, cool. yeah, it's still still better than it is over here because buying a house, you could buy such a bigger house in the states than you can for what we pay for houses over here. It's unbelievable. It's like that New York too. New yeah, York, it's real expensive in New York. It's like. Three thousand for like a studio apartment. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's quite great. How, how long have you been doing your podcast for them? About a year. About a year. So how many episodes is that? Like um, fifty uh, or something? Yeah, fifty about. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I've been doing it for a while. Been, like so there's some like low weeks and high weeks and like everything. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, here's a monster from. I'll I'll do this uh, talk about more later. Um, okay, yeah, but, um, let's get let's get on to some monsters. Um, the Cable Sable Serpent is a sea monster report from Cable Sable Island, Nova Scotia, Canada. It's a, over fifty feet long. Its head resembles that of a boar's with sharp teeth. That protruding snail-like eyes, the creature's neck was 10 to 15, 15 feet tall, feet long, and uh, two feet thick. Its body was covered in four gray-green body loops that would reach 10 feet apart as thrill on the back of and vertical sediment tail. Uh, eyewitnesses claim no less than four fishermen were assailed in their boats by a huge barnacle covered stock eyed tusk serpentine creature in July of 1976. On July 5th, 1976, while most Americans were recovering from boats by centennial hangovers, Canadian angler Iser Penny was fishing near Cape Sable Island off the coast of Nova Scotia, not far from the alleged hunting grounds of the famed Gloucester Serpent, when he spied a mammoth creature slowly rising and diving into the water. Uh, according to the account, with, which was published in the July 30th edition of the Vancouver Sun, Penny first assumed that the colossal creature must be a whale. As he approached his boat, he realized that this beast was like no whale he had ever encountered in his 30 years as a fisherman. Quote, it kept going out of the water. By the time it was nearly near my boat, it was that good 14 to 15 feet out of the water. As close as I let it, it was coming up to the stern and opened her wide mouth. End quote. Within hours of this harrowing event, Penny had related to his tale to a few friends, but as it's too often the case, instead of 
gain a certificate ear following this ordeal became an object of ridicule and the butt of many a uh, joke. If the scoffing would cease one day, just days later, two of the men who faced it in his chiding had a close encounter of their own. Keith Ross, along with 24-year-old son Rodney, were anchored in foggy waters several miles of Pollock's Ledge. When Rodney saw something stirring in the water and called his father down from the cud to help identify it. The elder Ross Initially thought it might be a sunfish, but as the creature neared their vessel, he realized that this was unlike anything he had ever seen. I've never seen nothing like that in my life. It was like something out of this world, a very frightful thing. My son, Ronnie, said it was like some kind of monster. Uh, t- as two of the men stared in awe, the approximately 50-foot creature emerged from the murky depths of the fog and headed straight for their boat. Keith um, described the beast with a vivid eye for detail that can only come when one has a brush with the unknown that is too close to for comfort. It started coming at the boat, and Ronnie ran towards the cud. It didn't hit us, but it came within a couple of feet of us. It had eyes as big as round as saucers and bright red looking. I mean, you can see the two red, eye, red in its eyes like they were bloodshot. It had its mouth wide open, and there were two big tusks. I call him Tuss to hunt down from his upper jaw. It passed astern of us so close as we seen its body about 40 or 50 feet long with grayish snake-like looking skin full of lumps or bumps and barnacles. It appeared to have a fish, fish, um, fish's tail and up and down to tail and not like a whale's. I tell you, it's most, nothing like this was supposed to be in those waters. The horrifyingly fantastic description was confirmed by his son. I have never seen crocodiles other than on television, but its head was sort of like that, coming out of the water. It peaked at the top with a big wide mouth. Its neck was full of things that looked like gigantic barnacles. Its eyes were in sockets, but popped out of the sides of its head. It had two tusks, maybe by two or three feet long, and four inches or so round. It was a frightening thing to see. Ronnie also claimed that the creature, the, the structure of this creature was akin to that of a giant seahorse. This aquatic equine description is common to both lake monsters and the various breeds of water horses found in freshwater bodies throughout the globe, particularly in the British Isles. The senior Ro- Ross, fearing that the terrifying encounter might be one they never got a chance to tell, wasted no time in standing. Uh, started injured and roaring from the scene. As he peeled off in the opposite direction, Ronnie watched as the bizarre and undefinably frightening dozen deep disappeared into the mist. Um, it was long after the event that the Keith detected another boat on her ship aboard radar. The pair hastily made their way towards the fog and shrouded craft, which was ironically piloted by Eisner Penny. Keith informed him of what he and his son had seen, and Trio claimed to have heard a large creature passing by in dense frog. There's a report as to whether or not Penny, who understandably traumatized, refused to, ref- to return to the ocean for days after his first encounter, officially decided to retire after his second bump with the beast, though the thought might be occurred to him. A third and final encounter in this flap occurred a few nights later when fishermen Edgar Nickerson, yet another skeptic, and his 15-year-old son, Robert, heard a lot of then splashing in the fog. The pair was pulling up their fishing gear when he heard the thing in the water next to the boat. 
It kept coming up. At first, I thought it was a whale. And I kept kidding my boy that it was coming after him. I turned out on my sonder, and this, they usually scare whales away, but this thing kept coming and coming. It was a horrible thing, I will tell you. If there's a devil, that was it. The most recent sighting of this creature hailed from Sunday, May 4th, 1997. According to the count, two fishermen, Charles Bungie and C. Clark, were out fishing in Fortune Bay on the southern coast of Newfoundland when they saw what seemed to be a bunch of floating garbage bags. In an effort to be environmentally conscious, Dio made their way towards the bag. When they got within about 50 feet, something unbelievable reared its head. Bungie described the encounter thusly. It turned on its head and looked right at us. All we could see was a neck, six feet long, a head like a horse, just looked at us and slid under the water and disappeared. Today's episode is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh is a family-founded chocolate and snacking company focused on creating products that match ultra-simple ingredients with unbeatable taste. Built on a strong mission to help people get back to human, Hugh only uses simple, real, and responsibly sourced ingredients. Hugh obsessively vets every ingredient to unite unbeatable taste with unmatched simplicity. They go beyond what is easy and expected to ensure that their products and practices are ethical and put both humanity and a human body first. All of Hugh's products are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, and aren't heavily processed. Use code POD for 50% off your next purchase at HughKitchen.com. That's code POD, P-O-D, for 15% off at HughKitchen.com and find out why Hugh helps people get back to human. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon, the host of the Parunity Podcast, wanting to take a second to tell you about our show. The Parunity Podcast is your top choice for closing the distance between the paranormal groups. From ghosts to cryptids to ufology, we will discuss it all. The Parunity Podcast is aimed at promoting positivity and collaboration between investigators and is geared specifically for those in the field. But if you're not you'll still get a kick out of the show as well, because you'll be able to think of it like Ghost Hunters Talking Shop. Tune in and join myself and all of our amazing guests as we entertain you with sensational stories of fantastic places, events, tips for your investigations, and so much more. And remember, you can find the Parunity Podcast on your favorite podcast directory and part of the Paranormality Radio Network. Crazy. Is that it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. She sounds sounds like my ex girlfriend. Oh my god. So <laughs> a snake. Basically, so so all of that snake, pig face, like a boar for yeah. you know tusks, scaly like a snake. Yeah. But red eyes. Yeah. Like yeah. Sounds eyes. sounds like her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a decent monster. It's decent. How many how many people has it killed? Uh. I don't know, I doesn't say how many killed, but at least it's like six or seven people seen it. Six or seven. So, so 
So this is what I don't understand. It's the same with the Loch Ness monster. We yeah. call it a monster, but surely a monster is somebody who who terrorizes people. Yeah. It sounds like he was just sort of, you know, going about his day-to-day business and, you know, carrying on. He might have been on his way home from work or whatever in in the in the sea or lakes or oceans or rivers or whatever it was. Yeah. And you know, we just because we've seen it, we call it a monster. It's, just because we don't know what it is, doesn't mean we have to call it a monster. That's a good point. Yeah. You want to talk about monsters? You want to talk about you know Hitler? No, that's a monster. Yeah, Chairman Mao. You know, monster. up to eighty million people. Monster. That's a monster. Stalin, Uncle Joe. That is a monster. This is this is a snake with a pig face. Chilling. Chilling. Yeah. Yeah, did you guys like study World War Two pretty hard over there too? Uh, not especially. You know, if you're interested, I, I, I studied it a bit, but I, it wasn't what I did for my um, for for my high school or anything. I didn't actually have that as a topic. It was just because I was interested in it. But, yeah. But was it like uh, you might not have covered it like in our like in. Was like uh for like World War Two from Britain. Okay, it might not cover like as much as Britain's side and stuff over here, because uh I don't really know what you mean. <laughs> like uh, I was like, I'm not really sure. Yeah, besides like besides being Germany being butthurt about World War One. Yeah. Like why World War Two happened. Oh, because Hitler wanted to take over the world. Yeah, that was Why? it. Yeah, because He's an um, yeah, yeah, effectively, yeah. He he decided that it was the Jews' fault for losing World War One. Right, that makes sense. Uh, um, so he wanted to start, you know, exterminating them all. Um, and the only way he can start exterminating them all is if he you know, gets a big following and can get into power and a position to actually start. You know, carrying out that sort of atrocity on a bigger scale. So, so yeah, climb up and up and up. What are you? Um, what's your religion? Uh, I was raised like Baptist, Catholic, Christian. Is that is that what you still are? No, no. Okay. Yeah. So um, Hitler, I think I think he was a Christian or Catholic, mm. and um, yeah, that was it. The Jews were blamed, so he just wanted to do that, and he wanted to right all the wrongs from the First World War. And the only way to do that is really, yeah, get into power, take over the world. The man, he was a, you know, a maniac. Yeah, he's like on like meth and everything. He's like, a- oh yeah, he was a massive drug head. Yeah, he yeah. was putting like um, cocaine into his eyeballs and stuff, like cocaine drops. Yeah. It was it was often said the reason um the Germans were so late at responding to when we invaded Normandy was because he had passed out after a massive like drug sesh and nobody wanted to wake him up. Cause he he wasn't supposed to like he wasn't ever supposed to be woken up because he didn't like people waking him up. Yeah. And so no nobody was um nobody wanted to sort of go in there and go, Oh, by the way, <laughs> we're getting invaded in Normandy. So that's why they were so late at responding. He was pissed. Yeah, he's off his fucking tits. I forget, like, uh, I think World, as that family got assassinated at that theater from 
uh, somewhere to start World War II off. To, uh, well, started World War Two. I mean, World War One. Oh, World War One. Oh, I'm not so sure. World War One's not 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 so good for me. I'm not the best at it. Oh, like Franz Ferdinand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that actually. Yeah, we watched a video about that in history. Yeah. Well, so why did I, oh oh yeah? Because like somebody was like, oh, you kill my boy, like you kill my boy, and like oh like that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just blows up. Yeah. Jeremy's like, the tools lost. <laughs> what? Like, what are you talking about, man? Because like everybody was like fighting you. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. So um, you must be really tired. Dude, just tired. thinking about it, the time. Yeah. You um, have you had a smoke or anything before this? What is this? I have like, I don't know, some like a vape or something. Oh no, no, yeah, I'm at a joint or anything. No, I, don't, I can't at work. They like drug test you at work. Oh, okay. Because like you're fair. driving equipment and stuff, you can't be on shit. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. So it's like being doing stand up and stuff. Uh, well, it's amazing. It, it's you know, it, it's what I generally believe I was put on this earth to do. Awesome. My, my my sort of screenwriting and my script writing and sort of writing sitcoms is really what what I want to pursue. But in order to sort of get into a position to really push that, I need to um get my name out there doing stand up. So awesome. it's not it's not the main thing for me, but it's yeah, it's good fun. Like like screenwriting. What's it like to do like screenwriting stuff? Uh, oh, for me, it, it's so much more satisfying because I can visualize in my mind a really funny conversation or a really funny yeah. scene. Whereas, obviously, when you're getting up in front of people and telling jokes, you sort of you need to write joke punchline, so, and it has to be so much more obvious than yeah. just a conversation between two people in a sitcom. That could be funny without a punchline because of what whatever they're talking about or yeah. the scenario, but. Yeah, in front of people, you've got to write punchlines, really obvious, not not ridiculously obvious, but you know, yeah. you, it's it's got to be a bit more in your face, and you're you're telling it to people as a story rather than let people watch it and go along with a story. Yeah, I get that. Like, what kind of like shows inspired? Like, do you watch it? Grow up watching? Um, to be honest, most of my inspirations are all American. Like Larry David is yeah. is the one for me. Fucking. Would, would you do you like him? Yeah, Seinfeld. Uh, what's that other show? Curb Enthusiasm. Yeah, Curb Enthusiasm. That show is freaking hilarious. Uh, it's the fucking best. Swear to God, that that guy has a direct link to my brain. I swear. Okay. okay. Else you? What kind of what shows you like? Uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. You watch his new uh, stand-up his new special? I did. Yeah, I did. Really good. Yeah, I thought it took him a little while to really get into it. Like, I, I can only assume it wasn't as polished as it would normally be because of because of COVID. You can't. He hasn't like, been able to go about to do all these little little sets to test yeah. it all and and make the yeah. material really tight. I think that's probably why there's a few little bits where it's like, you know, not not up to Kevin's standard. But towards the end, it was fucking a joke after a joke. It was fucking yeah. spawn. Like the old lady 
lame bit he was doing was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Sorry. It's weird. Like, can't. It's hard to like do like jokes. Is it hard to like do that? Like tell a joke, and like I, I kind of want to tell this joke, but someone did it. Like I don't want to ruin it because. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. You don't want to butcher someone else's joke. Like for me, when I'm doing stand up, obviously I don't say anything that yeah. isn't isn't straight from my mind. Because yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no. When you're retelling a joke, it's it's tricky to get right. Like um, my dad's like really good at telling this one joke, and I can't do it. Right. I can't do it justice. Yeah, it's all in the setup more than yeah. the punchline. Was like your favorite like comedy movie? Favorite? Mm. Oh fucking hell! Um, to be honest, I, I'm not a massive like movie fan. Like, I, don't know, I watch I watch a film, but yeah. I, it's all about sitcoms and things like that for me. Like, it's always Sunny and 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 Curb and Seinfeld and things like that. They're, they're the ones that really sort of you know get me. Always Sunny's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I like you know the the old American pies and stuff. Oh yeah, classics. Sorry, dude. I get more. Is that he wrote for like SNL? See what I mean? Um, I actually recently started watching some of the Saturday Night Lives, um, like last week, because I wanted to watch because Jim Carrey was doing Biden, wasn't he? Oh yeah, and I quite quite enjoyed that. And Baldwin does an amazing Trump. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Are you a Jim Carrey fan? Yeah, I am. I am really. I think he sort of he lost me for a few years. About I don't know, maybe started about five years ago when he went a bit weird and sort of almost Art. said he, he sort of, none of it was real and it was all everything you ever saw of him was like an act and he got really sort of I don't really know sort of spiritualistic and yeah um, like a philosophical and things like that. I was like, oh, Jim, you know. I love you, but come on, get back to who you really are because that doesn't feel like you. But he lost he lost his ex wife, didn't he? So um, I think really? she because she topped herself. She I think that hit him a bit. Oh no, that's so sad. I don't know that. Yeah, well, it was his ex wife. They weren't still together. Well, still. Oh yes, but you know they divorced for a reason. Yeah. But yeah, there's still been feelings there. Especially if she, you know, it's suicide. It's it's not as easy to accept as, you know, if she was hit by a car. It's fucking hell. You're going to feel like you blame yourself or you should have known or been there or whatever. And I think that's probably what really got him down. I was kidding too. It's crazy. There's like so many Canadian actors I don't know were Canadian until like years later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, he's Canadian. Yeah, you wouldn't know it. I, mean, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Who else is Canadian? There was someone that I quite like who's Canadian as well. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can't really remember now. But there was someone else like that was Canadian. Maybe it was. Oh! Oh. No. Oh, it doesn't matter. 
Let's move on. It doesn't matter. Um, who's like your favorite um comedian? That's hard. Um, That's hard. Yeah, it's tough because I'm English. Yeah. My favorite English comedian is Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, Jimmy Carr is probably sort of a close second in yeah. terms of English comedians, but I think I, I genuinely think my favorite comedian is is Larry David, which is, which is funny because you you can't find him any videos of him doing stand up anywhere. But you know that that's how he got got to know everyone else. It, it was he was on the circuit. Should, I think yeah. He should put out a special. I think. What, what Larry David doing stand up? Yeah, the th- thing is, I don't think he liked it. I think the reason you didn't see any footage of him doing it is because he hated doing it. But again, it was it was sort of the thing to do if you thought if you thought you were funny or if you knew you were funny and you wanted to sort of write things with other people. It's all the same sort of scene, same circuit. So what's it like, like going, like waiting for your, like, when you go up, what's that, how's that feeling like? It could be a bit nervous. Um, you sort of, you, you know, you're hoping you're not going to bomb, but I don't know if, if, if you're confident enough and you sort of ignore the voice in your head that tells you you're shit, you know, you can, you can do all right. I'm, um, I'm always quite, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm normally quite calm. I don't worry too much because I know I know what I'm saying is funny, um, and it's it's probably not really the best attitude. But I don't really care whether other people find it funny because sometimes th- I need to know what what the response is. But yeah. you know, sometimes the crowd like they've not got your full attention, um, and. You know, if they're looking at their phones, they're not concentrating properly, or you know, they're they're busy doing other stuff and they're not really listening. And, and you sort of get to a punchline, and you don't get a laugh. It's like, well, I know it's funny, just no one's paying attention because the MC is shit, and they sort of let everyone else just not not stay focused. The MC is probably the most important guy at the stand up. I get that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like you imagine a composer. Oh, sorry, like an orchestra yeah. without the conductor. Yeah, that won't work. And it's it's sort of you know he orchestrates you know the night. He's, you know he doesn't own the club. He doesn't own the night, but he's running the show. So if he's not there, keeping the attention of the audience, you know, making sure that the the comedians are punching, you know, dead on time, in out, done, off the stage, ready for the next one. If he's not aware and on top of that it can really really go downhill very quickly and the audience you know they're seeing that this guy's not doing a great job and they just they just lose focus and it becomes you know you're in the background and they're just chatting amongst themselves and that that's that's a really hard crowd to win over when they get to yeah. that point yeah so i was i mean like hey i like i worked on this material and you're just like make me treat me like like background noise or something while you chat with your friends and trying to find a show for you. It's, yeah, it's tough. It's, the, the trouble is if, if you can't lose your shit because as soon as you lose your shit, the audience you might as well go home and never try again because you know at the end of the day the audience is what gonna what's what's gonna make or break you. 
So you yeah. can never sort of lose it with the audience. But at the same time, it's so frustrating if you know you haven't got them focused on you. But, you know, you just get through the set, try and put on a fucking good set. And then the next night or the next week when you're back up there, hope for a better audience. That's all you can do. And just don't don't look too much at your own material as whether it was good or bad because of the crowd because you, you know it wasn't properly listened to so whatever response you got you've got no idea whether it was really good or bad so you just fucking ignore them and try again the next week completely discount that night it's only one night yeah and oh people like sell out like damn theaters that's crazy to me. Yeah, and that's that, that's an amazing show, but but because the thing is, everyone is paying to see that one comedian, so, so pe- 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 people aren't idiots. Well, you say it is pressure, it is, but at the same time, people are going there to laugh. So in their mindset, yeah. you know, they want to laugh. They're looking for things to laugh at. Plus, they've paid the money. They're not morons, you know. They they've paid the money, so they're going to give you their full attention. Otherwise, it's it's like buying a car and never using it. You know, yeah. there's no point. It, it, you know, you bought tickets to see the guy, so you're going to go there, and you're not going to go with a book, are you? You're going to give him your full undivided attention, and that's that's why it's so much better at a big theatre like that because people have paid to laugh. They're going in there because they want to watch you. Whereas the smaller comedy clubs. Um, you know, some, sometimes they turn up and it just happens to be a comedy night. They didn't even know, and they, you know, they're just not not in the right frame of mind. I see that. Man, you ever been uh, you're like what's, what's um you ever been to like concert like a music concert? Yeah. What's your favorite concert you've been to? Um, I went to a Green Day one. What? Well, um, yeah, I love Green Day. Um, in London, three years ago, four years ago, I think, um, uh, Hyde Park. It's a fucking massive, sixty thousand um, people. Big, big concert, and um, I actually saw Blink. Uh, not Blink, sorry, fucking hell, um, Bowling for Soup. Oh man! In Bright in Brighton, which was quite quite good as well. Just before COVID, that was. Today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Based off New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While we are, are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, given your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. That's number 15, capital O, capital F, capital F. Go to thegallery.com. That's T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y.com. So your wall will never be born again. Hey guys, this is Heather and Kristen, the hosts of Sinister Sweethearts podcast. And we want to share with you a little bit about our show. If you're looking for fun banter between old college sweetmates about all things paranormal, sinister, weird, and generally creepy, check out our podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. Back in 2017. Hmm? It was like back in 2017. 
No, no, uh, what, Bowling for Soup? Oh, Green Day. Oh, Green Day. Yeah, it could have been 2017. Could have been. Like January? Uh, no, no, it was it was sort of summertime, June like or July. July. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really, really cool gig, that. How was the Green Day? Awesome. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, they've been my favourite band, you know, since since I could listen to music ever since I've been old enough to reach into a CD player and put a CD in. That's been, that's been my band of choice. So, so it was really what's, cool. What's been your favorite, one of your favorite songs from Green Day? Um, I'll tell you what, I've got, a, I've got a lot of favorite songs. Me too. Um, I really enjoyed on 21st Century Breakdown, um, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Oh yeah, that's good. It's a fucking good track. If you get that loud, you know, you know, in the car on the way to work or something, that that gets you pumped up. Um, Viva La Gloria was a good one. You know, that's sort of the, the quieter one. Um, there was a, there was a slower one on um, Revolution Radio. Um, I can't think what it's called now. But you know, I like the older stuff too. I liked um, Three Thousand Light Years Away. Um. I really liked uh, a one that Billy Joe released on his own, uh, Life Goes On. Is it Life Goes On? Or Life During Wartime, something like that. Is it literally just him and a, a guitar? It's a really good one. Ha Ha You're Dead is a good one as well. Hmm. Like, like Bat Case is real good. Yeah, of course. Bat Case and St. Jimmy. Yeah. I can't even think of a bad song they did. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are a couple on um, Uno Dos or Trey, those three albums. I think there might have been a couple that were probably B side tracks that because they were doing those three albums within short succession, I think they just put them on. Yeah. But, yeah. You come over here in Nashville or something. But... Do they, they do a lot more gigs in the in the US then, presumably? Uh, I did, I like, like no one's touring right now because of COVID. Yeah. So. So have you been have you been furloughed or like do you have a furlough scheme or? Um. No. Huh. I don't know what that is. What is that? The fur the furlough scheme. It's what I mean. Our government did it. So when back in March when they basically shut everything down for a lockdown um, the government sort of said right well we're going to cover everyone's wages up to 80% oh no because you've got to stay at home and you can't work um, that's that's what they did obviously self-employed people um, they they struggled a bit more there was a slightly different scheme for them um, but yeah that was sort of that was what the government did and then after a few months they said, right, we're only going to pay 60% now and the employee's got to pay 20% to make it up to 80%. Mm. Just, just to sort of cover for the fact that a lot of people were out of work or, or rather they, they, they were employed but they couldn't work because of COVID. Oh, they gave us like a $1,200 check in May. When that's it? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, that's shit. 
yeah did you um did you have to lock down at all did you have to stop working or no we were like a central business oh so you just kept kept going kept going kept working fair enough i like shit little overtime because we've been so busy nice that's we're slow in spring summer yeah because everything was shut down and we like we ship out parts for like everything that does everything and everything was shut down and it's every it's everything everything broke apparently now we're like in our upper years in overtime shipping out stuff it's crazy like every saturday we're working yeah yeah we'll see what you're doing six days a week yeah yeah like tens like using like working tens throughout monday and friday and yeah working saturday so i end up doing like 50 hours a week jeez yeah that's quite a few isn't it So what's it like in the future where it's like nine o'clock or nine forty six or um yeah, well it's still the morning, so I've just had got a glass of juice on the go. I'm awesome. gonna have some breakfast in a bit. Um might go out and, and build something in a bit, but yeah. I don't know. Pretty much the same as it is there, you know. Because of lockdown, you can't really do anything. Cinemas aren't open, bars aren't open, restaurants aren't open. So you're all, you know, you're earning money, but there's nowhere to spend it. Sure. It's like you're here. Yeah. Some closes early. I work night shift, so it was like nothing's open when I get out. Yeah. Sucks. That sucks. You big on going on bars and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, like, fucking beer sucks here. It's like shitty beer. Uh, see, I, I quite like American beers, like Budweiser and stuff. Oh, is it not? Oh. It's like piss. It's like piss. Yeah. I don't know. I think for us, a lot, well, for a lot of English people, it's we quite enjoy it because it's because it's an American beer. That's yeah. that's why we quite like it, but um, yeah, you do a lot of light beers. Yeah, light beer. Called, yeah, called piss water. Yeah. I, yeah. I quite like Coors as well. Coors is quite refreshing. It's quite nice to be able to have a beer that you can just down. Yeah. As opposed to sort of a craft ale, where you just sort of sip it because it's so fucking heavy and thick. Yeah. I could, I could, I could like a lager. Something I like dark beer, like a dark beer. Yeah. Do you um? Huh? I broke up. Guinness. Yeah. Guinness. Like a thick. It's um. Yeah. It's an Irish sort of. Yeah, Guinness. I don't really know what you call it. Yeah. Comes that stupid ball in the can. That's it. Yeah. 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 It tastes completely different if you have it in Dublin, in Ireland. 
As in uh, well, if you go if you go there, it's just completely yeah, it's completely different than it would be drinking it out of a can or somewhere like that. As in, on as draft in, is always like massively better. Yeah. It's like that with like Coke. Like you coke out of a machine, it tastes a lot better than like canned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just true. Yes. I have like real coke. You have like coke with real sugar in England. Yeah, or... yeah. We've got like classic, like full, full sugar coke. But there's a, we do a sugar tax on everything that's like got lots of sugar in. Yeah. So you sort of say um, you had three bottles and you had diet coke, coke zero, and um, like a full, full sugar coke. Yeah. They'd be like one pound, one pound, and then like one pound twenty or something like that for the for the one with more sugar in it because because they're so unhealthy. We just tax them more. Sense. Yeah, I think it just tries to discourage fat fucks from rotting their teeth and making their insides massive. Yeah. Hopefully, using the text to help with like health stuff. Well, yeah, obviously we've got National Health Service. Yeah. So we don't have to pay for anything. That's dope. That's dope as shit. Wish well, we had that yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah. It would. Be. The thing is, it, it's a tricky one because that I always sort of, I always imagine the service you'd get with you know medical care in the US because you've got insurance would be a lot better than sort of when you go to our hospitals or doctor's surgeries or, or anything like that you know they're always late you know you don't always necessarily get the service you want you sort of you, you go in with a with a pain and you say oh, also i've got this pain as well and they're like well you know i can only sort of talk to, talk to you about one thing and um they sort of just always pile pills quite reluctant to refer you to hospitals for proper checkups and scans and they quite often misdiagnose and make mistakes so it's you know you don't pay for it but at the same time you do pay for it you know in your health sometimes Sucks. yeah but you know i wouldn't change it for the world because there's a lot of people who you know wouldn't be able to afford insurance who are then still looked after so i think i think it's good it's it's the 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 good massively massively outweighs the bad with yeah. RNHS. Or is like different like, it's like I mean it's the number one cause of Yeah number So it's, it's the number one cause of debt, isn't it, I think, in the States. Yeah. Uh, medical yeah. insurance or medical bills. Yeah, heart disease is like number one I think. It's crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of fat people. Yeah. Oh, like I can't see my dick or something. Wait, like food and stuff, but uh, I like swimming. I like able to walk. That's nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we we've got people who are so fat they just get given uh, little little like electric buggies. Yeah, to drive around on and um, you know sort of spill out of the seat and stuff because they're so fat and. We just give sort of give it to them because they can't walk because they're too fat. Mm. Yeah, I've got people there too. You have people like that too here. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? 
Yeah, I mean, you've probably got a lot fatter people still, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Let's eat. Let's be at the restaurant eating. eating. It's like, man. Okay. I got real good at like, I'm full. I'm done. Thank you. I had nothing. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 easy to keep it because I I, don't know, I love food. Yeah, I love food too. It's so easy to just keep eating because you you enjoy chips or you enjoy your yeah. fries and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you think I don't want to look like that guy over there, so yeah. I'm going to stop eating. That. I don't need an extra slice of cheesecake. I'm all right. Yeah. So, so trying to tell my girlfriend she's trying to lose weight. And yeah. to, it's like eat health, eat healthy, like veggies and good healthy meat and whatever. Yeah. Have a small port, have a small dessert, and that's it. And you're fine. Just eat some, a little bit of exercise, and you're fed. Yeah. Well, I used to um, hit the gym quite hard a few years ago. Yeah. And um, it, it it was always sort of so obvious to me that the diet is like almost seventy percent of the weight loss. Yeah. Is, and the actually. exercises that you could lose so much more weight by not doing the gym but changing what you eat than you could if you continued eating the same but exercise like it'd be so much more obvious prominent if you just change just change it up and it's portion sizes as well because people go oh i am eating healthier i'm eating so much more veg and you know potatoes or pasta instead of fried bacon and, and shit like that well, but you're eating, it, you're it's, eating it's like the a same bucket size. of pasta. You're exactly. Like a pasta and like exactly. A get, get a small a small cup of pasta, but that is you might feel hungry, but that's good. It's good to feel hungry. It means yeah. you're not fucking full up. It means your stomach is not at capacity. It means your body has more time to not just digest your food in your stomach, but like burn the fat. Yeah, you burn fat. Exactly. If yeah, if you keep part, like shoveling in shit, your body's never going to get to your fat reserves, and it's just going to continue struggling to break down what you're putting into it. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I miss the gym. I used to for Crowfields going in there like every like three days a week. Yeah, I miss it. They're all shut again at the moment. It sucks. I felt so good. Like I felt so good after gym. Yeah, it's like the. Um, I don't know. It, it, it the endorphins kick yeah. in, and it's just like you feel like you just like you're sweating, and it's just you sort of walk outside after you've been in the gym, and it, you just even if you've like whether you've had a shower or not, you walk out, what you feel that like, cool air, and it's like yeah. oh yeah, I fucking smash that. Yeah, I was getting it. I was like, oh, I was like thirty pounds or something. Like, you know, oh yeah wow yeah I lost some weight and then my shoulder blew out doing like the shoulder press yeah that's it so like oh. then my shoulder was like I right, I got this and my shoulder was like oh no do you um do you watch the Hodge twins oh yeah they're fucking hilarious yeah. I used to, I used to like they were really big for a little while when they were doing their like um, their like answer like um, videos like where, where someone would send in a question and then sort of give a really funny answer. Yeah. But they got really political, didn't they? And they sort of really were pushing Trump and stuff. And I, I think that sort of it was really weird. I, don't, I never watched the 
want to get it political, but I was watching like their food stuff and doing you know, food and stuff. Oh yeah, when they were like when they were really big. Um, but I swear, like if you go on their Instagram, it, it they sort of say things about Trump and everything. Well, I'll have to have a look later, but I could be wrong. But I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what they're doing, and it, and it sort of it tainted it a bit for me because I love it when when people, like, ugh, celebrities, comedians, whatever they might be, when they don't don't pick a side and they're just they're that because what made them was them being funny it wasn't their, yeah. their political stances that made them so it just yeah. it gets to me when people take a stand that it's like have your opinion by all means but okay come on you're just using your platform to try and push it onto other people like i don't care who you want who's for it yeah just just go back to like saying words like mushroom tip and the fucking sweet walls stuff like that <laughs> it's so much funnier I mean, like, not to say that they're they're not just like a dancing monkey that can't like support people they believe in, but don't like push it on people, like you're saying. Yeah, exactly. It's like just it's it's because you get so many celebrities who, because of where they are and how high they are in society and how many followers they've got, they think, well, I'm just gonna push my political views on people because people love me, and it's like, well, you're famous because you're good at being an actor. You're not famous because you're a politician. Yeah, that's all it is. But but that's my own opinion. Speaking of Instagram, I noticed a lot of people like just follow people just to get other followers. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's that's why I've got not many followers at all because I I won't I won't do the bloody dirty work and just like scab for for follows and stuff and likes and like for like and shit like for like like for follow for. Yeah, yeah, like for follow, follow for okay. no. I'm gonna put my shit out there. If you like it, then then like it. If you want to follow me, then follow me. If you don't like it, fuck off. I don't care. Yeah, that's it. Like I'll, like I'll, I know I'll check your thing out. If I like your stuff, I'll follow you and like it. But exactly, but I don't want you. Don't have to follow me back. Crazy. Yeah. Remember, ever had those, like those joke books at school? Like stupid puns. No, oh, yeah, those were great. That's Fredded. Yeah, it's like old school dad jokes. Yeah, and stuff. Really, yeah, the sort of things you get in Christmas crackers. Dad jokes. If you have Christmas crackers, I don't even know if you have Christmas crackers. Do you yeah. have Christmas crackers? Yeah, the ones you the ones you pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little cookies with a little toy cookie. and a and a hat in them. Like um, like it's like quite big. You you pull it, it makes a little snap noise, and then there's like a little toy or something in it with a hat that you put on, and a joke. Oh no, we don't have those. Oh, oh fucking hell! Right. I thought I thought the states were meant to be ahead of the UK. Guess not. You're not no, got the good things. You need to get carveries. You need to get bloody crackers. Oh man, that seems. What is this? They're like, uh. What's up? It's like a, pl- it's like a plastic tube. It's like a plastic tube. Oh. oh, you looked it up, did you? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, um, if you imagine like a bit of toilet paper, the roll you get. Yeah with a toy inside it 
and they put like a little banger all the way through it and then they wrap the whole thing in foil so it rips and you pull it like a coloured green or red or silver foil or card or whatever. They wrap it around it, pull it, you get that crack and you get a free toy. Shit like that. It's good fun. It's good fun. Yeah. So, so I create Amazon. Yeah, well, you should buy some for Christmas. Sure. Might do it. I get paid for you. As much as it comes in. Yeah. So, oh, what's like? Oh, you have like Christmas, like pudding and stuff over there. Christmas. Yeah, we have we have proper Christmas pudding, which is you know like a brown sort of like almost like a fruit cake, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which we pour brandy on, set it on fire for a bit. Yeah. Um, do you do that over there? We have like uh, cookie, like no, we have like bread pudding. Oh, okay. I think. So you don't set anything on fire? Mm, no, that's hopefully not a tree. Oh. I think there's been like, tr- like on Christmas trees catch on fire kind of a thing happens sometimes in the States. Oh, and they put too many lights on them? Yeah, and it's like blow up. Yeah, it's not good. But then kind of, you know, you deserve it if you put that many lights on it. Yeah. People are dumb. I can't remember like the last time I got like a real tree because we always use like the artificial tree. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I, um, I'm going to get a real tree this year, I think, because of how shit the year's been. Yeah. That's a fancy, a proper. It's like a fake tree. It's, it's okay, but. It's kind of like you're faking Christmas. Yeah. It's like Christmas is it's like ready to go. It's uh no, I, I like I like the pain in the ass side of it. It's like, you know, all the little spines falling off and things like that. It's like, yeah, this is Christmas. And I'm standing on bits that fall off the trees, stabbing yourself in the feet. It's like fucking hell, yeah, this is Christmas. Yeah. I've got a bleeding foot and I three puncture wounds in my foot. That's good. That's Christmas. Because it smells better. Pine tree smells a lot better. That's real. You got yeah. You got water. It dies. How long do you keep your trees up? Yeah. You, um. Until, it like, depends. Depends on sort of. Yeah, they always stay up the whole of December. They'll be up. So yeah. you know, quite quite often a lot of people will literally take all of their shit down on New Year's Day. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll probably do that, or, or at least the week after, I'll, I'll get that done because it's not Christmas anymore. It's done. You're onto the new yeah. year. Otherwise, it lingers like a stale fart. Yeah. I get older, like we're like seventy, and be like, sleep up till you're alive. Sleep, leave it up. Then we'll put it back up next year. Point taking it. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. That's depressing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But then you can't just turn on the lights, turn the lights down. Like, don't you tell me, stranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Uh, not much in else. And there's like a, a sperm whale with a high fin. That's another cryptid or monster 
They found another one. Nova Scotia. I'm sure. I'm sure you know what no, I'm sure everybody knows what a sperm whale looks like. Except the yeah, I think so. Yeah, especially one with a really big fin. I mean, it's, it's interesting sperm whale with a big fin, but yeah. What the? Latin. Latin. I'm about to get a tattoo of like all the like species on like on a tree or something. That'd be dope. A tattoo of what, whales? Of like all the animal species. All the like, animal species. Like the the um web of life. Oh. Okay. Have you got any other tattoos? Uh, the tree of life on my shoulder. Oh, you've got you've got the tree. Okay, the tree of life. I don't even think I've heard of that. A tree of life. It's heard like a circle. I've, I've heard about the circle of life. Yeah, Lion King's. Yeah. <laughs> the tree of life was that like a knockoff Lion King film? It's like a. It's like the. From like, nomadic stuff it's all like doll tree to god tree soccer type from mythology to religious and telescope traditions pure knowledge connects oh, right. in heaven and underworld tree of life so like it's like so something that means a lot to you yeah it's like everything okay green, green demon of nova Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you, wherever you are in the world, via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and other participants in class, just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or newer, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 15% off the first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's code POD, P-O-D, at sweatconnected.com for 15% for fifty percent off your class. Sweat Connected for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. Are you looking for a new adventure? Did you ever want to visit the city where all your nightmares reside? Well, you're in luck! Join us, your tour guides, Christine and Jen, to visit Nopeville, where you will be personally escorted on an all-inclusive trip through the city and see all possibilities of terror and fright. You'll see all sorts of things on your tours, including, but definitely not limited to, the paranormal, true crime, the supernatural, and more. If you're into all that and enjoy a little dark humor, book your tour today and nope right along with us. Check us out on our website at nopevillepodcast.com to see where you can listen to Nopeville today. Uh, the Dover Demon visit the rocky shores of Canada. A frightening witness reports claims that a similar creature to the monster spotted in Massachusetts in 1975 was stalking children in Nova Scotia three decades later. The witness says the green-skinned demon left from tree to tree, shrieked like a banshee, and radiated pure evil. As usual, I've edited the report for grammar and identifying details, but in this case, I've also condensed the report for the sake of brevity and flow. I just read your goblin 
investigation and i thought you for you find my encounter with a cryptid interesting my encounter happened in nova scotia near the bay of fundy i've seen that other people from nova scotia have seen similar four foot tall large eyed creatures near coastal regions in the comment section the dover demon is the only creature that comes close to what i had seen until i seen the photo david sent to you of the goblin creature in the bushes I'm a firm believer in cryptids. The one I saw radiated pure evil. The fear I felt while in the presence of that creature was very unnatural. It's something that's always haunted me, and I figured if I talk about it, perhaps someone else maybe have witnessed the creature near shorelines at a time. I've only ever heard about Bigfoot, just because of Hollywood movies and TV shows. I just assumed it was something made up to sell movie tickets. When I was 11, I lived near the small settlement of Morden, Nova Scotia. When I was a kid, I and school was out for the summer. My only rule was to be home before dark. My mother never asked any questions, just as long as I was out of her hair for a day. My brother, my friend Sean, came from a similar home, and so did my friend Carissa. We all had to put up with abuse and alcohol in our homes, so for us to be able to spend a day together was a real treat. We decided today that we would go out fishing. There was a river out back of Sean's that we could follow all the way to the bay and we lived several miles apart so it would take us a good hour to an hour and a half to meet up. We knew it would be an all day adventure so we set our launch for 6.30am and I packed a frozen 2 liter pot ball with water and a few granola bars to share with my two friends. It was a beautiful sunny summer's day I mean, once we all met up, we began walking the field behind Sean's that led to the forest. We fished our way down the river, exploring as we went along. We hadn't paid attention to how long it was taking us, and we soon realized that we had never make it to the shore before the tide was in again. We had planned to make it to the shore with the tide was still out, so we could walk the ocean floor and go to the steps that lead up to the ocean cliffs. Sean and I had done this a few times and always made it on time, and had a lot of fun doing it. When we turned around and began following the river, the direction we came, we all charged. We all started to get a bit panicked. None of us had brought a watch, so we couldn't keep track of the time. The sun was beginning to set, and I didn't want to get stuck out in the woods in the middle of the night. My friend Sean was being a bit of a dilly dally, and, and I didn't blame him because Dad had been home drinking when I had arrived there early that morning. His dad wasn't passed out drunk by the time he got home, knowing that Sean was in for a bad time. I told Sean that I didn't want to go home, that I just wanted to get out of the woods before it got dark. So he finally began picking up his pace. For some reason, I kept sensing something wasn't right, like a feeling of dread had set in. It was something I never felt like any of the other times we had explored the woods. We began walking pretty quickly before we knew we had a little less than an hour's walk before we could hike up the riverbank to walk out of the woods to the field behind Sean's house. I asked my, if my friends sensed what I sense. I said that something doesn't seem right, like we're being watched. Sean, of course, said I was nuts. Krista told me to not scare her. Sean was teasing me about seeing things, but I kept reassuring him. I wasn't joking. We carried on for some time, but I couldn't shake the feeling of dread away. 
Just as we got to the spot where we needed to begin hacking up the bank, I heard a twig snap high up one uh, in the tree branches. That's when I noticed the forest was dead silent. I knew the forest life did that when there was a predator around. Sean reassured me it was nothing, but that's when we all heard a louder snap from the treetops, followed by a loud rustling sound. It sounded like something had just moved quickly through the trees. I was expecting a lynx or some kind of wildcat. It hadn't included into my mind that it might be something far worse. I began peeping through the trees, trying to get a look at what was causing the noise when I spotted it. The first thing I noticed was its dark body on a tree. The second thing I noticed were its eyes. They were glowing yellow. It was approximately 30 to 50 feet away up in a tree. I was speechless. It looked almost like amphibious, and its bodies looked to be a dark green. I was able to make out that the monster had humanoid features, had two arms with hands and two legs with feet. As the creature held onto the tree, I could make out that its long fingers were clawed and webbed. As I stared at it, it came to the realization it was staring back at me. Its face held a look of pure hatred. Fear had me frozen solid. It wasn't until Sean came over and grabbed my shoulder and asked me what was wrong that I was able to break my paralysis. I lifted my finger, pointed at it, and Chris screamed at the top of her lungs and began to ran. That's when the monster jumped to another tree, closer to us. Sean grabbed my hand and began pulling me. He had to yell at me to get me to run. I could hear the creature crashing from treetop to treetop. We got up to the steep bank and we were running through the trees. When I tripped on an ancient barbed wire fence that had rotten to the ground, so I get my footing, Sean had turned around to help me up and could see the monster above us. He yelled out, leave us alone. We began running as fast as our feet could take us. Once we got to the field and there was no more tall trees over our heads, a feeling of relief came over me. It was short-lived because not long after we got into the field that we heard a loud, high-pitched scream. I don't know how to describe it because I never heard anything like that, like it before or since. All I know was that the monster was pissed. The scream went on uninterrupted. The same blood-curling scream ran out from the forest for what seemed like an eternity. Just as soon as the first scream stopped, Another lawn screen rang out. Birds began flying out of the forest. We could see Sean's house off in the distance, and Krista was already halfway there. Once we got to Sean's house, we were in disbelief. We'd never seen or heard tell of such a creature. We quickly walked to Sean's grandmother's house, lived in the next house down, and once we got to her house, she knew something was up. She asked what was wrong, and Sean told her, we had seen a monster in the woods. She asked what it looked like and what it did. Sean told her everything that had happened. They laughed at us. She laughed at us and said we were seeing a wild cat. We protested that there was no way it was a wild cat. I asked for a piece of paper and a pen so I can draw what we had seen. That's when Sean's grandmother demanded that we all draw what we had seen in several corners of the kitchen. Once we finished... We brought our pictures to her, and to her surprise, we drew the same creature. 
shortly after we told our friend Ryan about the monster we had seen. Ryan was our nerdy friend who didn't like leaving the house much because he was addicted to his computer. He always wants to show us one thing or another that he found on the internet. This was the year 2003 and he was the only kid we knew at the time who had a computer and internet. We told him about what we saw and he reminded him of the Chupacabra but that he had only read about the creature being in the southern United States and Mexico. He said he hadn't read about any monster being in Nova Scotia before. We were all ears when he told us there were mysterious creature monsters in North America. He went to his computer and dialed up the internet. We drew Ryan a picture of what he had seen, and he instantly said, Your monster looks like a Dover demon. When Ryan pulled up a picture of a Dover demon, we knew instantly we had same seen was the same thing. Dover demon was first reported being seen in Dover, Massachusetts back in the late 1970s in the summer months. Dover uh, Dover isn't very far from the Atlantic Ocean. Massachusetts is a maritime state, just like Nova Scotia is a maritime province. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch to believe that Dover demon migrated along the coastline until it got to modern Nova Scotia after all. Dover sightings was 25 years before our sighting. All I know is what I saw was pure evil. It wasn't very big. The monster was approximately four feet tall, but very thin. Although it was thin, it had distinct muscle mass. Its eyes are terrifying. It's very fast. I think the only reason it had attacked was because we were outnumbered it. I do believe if Sean had come came back for me, it would have pounced me while I was down. Sean told me when he came running back for, he, for me, it seemed to jump to a tree closer to me. He yelled at it because he thought it was going to come down on me. He didn't know what else to do. The noise it made when he escaped out into the field made me think it was either screaming in anger that we got away or that it was something others that was kind to help it get us. All three of us had seen have since moved from that area and we never seen anything like that again. We worked up nerve to try to hunt it down when we got it to be a bit older. Sean's mother and father were gone away to a biker rally for the weekend. We had to wait until his parents were gone in order to get his dad's guns. Which armed ourselves with one of his father's twenty-two rifles. Sean had a semi-automatic with a short clip while I had a single shot bolt action. As soon as we had the chance we had seen now in search of the thing the whole weekend we traced what we had seen to no avail because it was some dawn elsewhere somewhere else in the province because perhaps it went back to the states i don't know i just know that joe demon had made nova scotia his home and it wanted one of us did we thought if we shot it and killed the thing we go down in history as the first people to back a monster foolish childish thoughts i know for all we know think have killed us with our own guns i could tell you that it was highly intelligent by the look of its eyes Anyway, are we there, or is it is there still? Is there more? I say for that one. Fuck me, Kurt. jeez, was that the short version? Yeah. <laughs> Christ. No, oh, it's crazy. Wow, I would, would ruin my pants in that situation. Yeah, that was um, Jesus. Damn it! I think the um, the only thing missing from that story was. 
all the amount of times he told it. Yeah. Uh, he must have he must have told so many different people about that. That's um Yeah, that's short that was a short version, was it? God damn. <laughs> Apparently a short version of the story. <laughs> oh what's what's what the long version was like. It's it'd be like the Bible. Must be. <laughs> Just, just, just told in multiple different parts and segments of different stories along the way of the big story. Okay. Probably, yeah, probably more likely than the Bible, though. So yeah. there's that. It says a lot. Well, Jesus, that's quite something. Ready for breakfast, man? So do you um do you, like that story just there is like when like when I'm not here like when when you haven't got a guest is that literally what you do like for a full hour or so? Yeah, it's, I do. Just sort of re- read off the um stories. Yeah, that must fuck your throat up. It does. You don't get like a yeah, break. Yeah. To... No, it's just constantly just going on. Amazing. Right, well, um, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's been yeah. uh, been interesting. Got, got any shows going on? Are you, work, are you working on anything right now? Yeah, yeah. So um, you'll be able to find me on TikTok and Instagram uh, as Andy Blythe Live. I'm actually going to start a new podcast series called Andy Blythe the guest which is literally going to be a series of my guest appearances on different people's uh, podcasts. Again, you'll be able to find me on there as Andy Blythe Live. Um, also on YouTube, but I haven't really been hitting that a lot recently, so I need to um, pick that up again. But um, yeah, no, for me, it's just a waiting game to get back out there and do some more stand up. That's that's the end game. Awesome. Are you, are you writing anything right now? Uh, yeah, I've got a few things on the go. Yeah. Um, you'll find out when they're on to me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Which which will probably not happen for a long time. Yeah, yeah it takes forever to get stunned. Yeah, it takes forever. But I'm confident in my own ability, so I'll get there. You'll do it. Oh. Well, um, what's what's your viewership for this this podcast like then? If I, you're like sort of 50, 50 shows in, like you must have a bit of a following. Yeah, but like eight thousand views right now. Eight thousand. Yeah. Oh, that's quite good. What 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 are you averaging sort of per episode? Like fifty. Fifty. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. 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 As long as it motivates you to keep going, that's the main thing. Some like I said, some higher, but around fifty, I usually average. Yeah. Yeah. Something there like two hundred. Something like real high. I don't know yeah. why. I did the same thing last week. I did it this week. It makes some sense. Fine. I got more people watching me. Yeah. You should you should try um just telling the same story like every week, as seeing if anybody any of the listeners actually realise it's a different story. Yeah. Is um yeah. You got you got a good voice for it though. Quite um, sort of just sort of deadpan monotone, but it just sort of goes it just goes yeah. with the story. Thank you. Yeah. All right then. I'll um yeah. I'll let you crack on. Uh, have a good breakfast, I'll let you go to sleep. Yeah, cheers. Uh, take cheers. care of yourself. Speak you soon. Too, See you. All right. Bye.
keep one eye open in case he's still following home. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Monster Legend Podcast. Hope you were able to find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We also have our own website at monsterlegendpodcast.com. If you'll be so kind to please leave a review and subscribe and let me know what I can do to make this show better for you. If you have any stories you'd like to submit or you'd like to be a guest, send me an email or a DM. But I hope you do one thing that's really important and have a great day. Thank you.